0: Okay, so um, I get the privilege of inviting my husband, who's very cute, Um, he's going to be sharing tonight, (laughs) and um, so Todd, come on up, you're the next contestant on The Price is Right. you want a bigger thing? gosh oh, God. <laughs> all right that's nice thank you who said cutie <laughs> who I um that's wow that's weird but um uh, thank you <laughs> um So yeah, I'm trying to get used to wearing glasses. I've had them actually for over a year, but I I barely ever wear them because I don't, I don't like them. And for all that you that wear them, I'm sorry. I just, it's hard for me to get used to them, especially because these. My first pair was bifocal. So as as infrequent as I wear them, I still I keep looking at people this way, and then I go, oh my gosh, I can't see still, and then I don't know. It's it's hard to adjust, but I'm also finding that I need to wear them more often. So. Uh, so on the go. Um, I don't even know why I said all that just now, but anyway, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so pastor Brent, um, pastor Brent went to see his sister, like we said earlier, and, um, we just discovered that we're, we're going to, you know, that I was going to preach like the night before last i discover this and while I was falling asleep I think I discovered this and um, I really I really believe in being ready in and out of season and at the same time I like to be really really ready though in and out of season and uh so I like to soak in my notes you know so I don't just read notes to you but look at you and talk to you I didn't really get much of a chance to do that Um so I'm asking Holy Spirit for his help. And so I'm going to ask you guys to pray with me about that, yeah? Because I think this is what he wants to say anyway, not me. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for your help. Thank you for being here in this room. Thank you, Father, for opening ears, God, and, um, getting carnality out of our ears so that we can hear what you want to say. And, um, and also rightly divide the word and just take things to you after, after tonight and say, what do you think? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. We love your presence. Would you just really put the weight of your presence in this room on us tonight? Thank you. Thank you, God. I could tell it's happening because funny sounds take place. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. Um Oh yeah, by the way, I, I have I'm Joel is selling cookies. I'm selling stickers. I made stickers. Blazing fire stickers. I think I'm gonna have to not wear these until I'm reading, maybe. Um Blazing Fire cool stickers with a clear background with the symbol on it. I don't know where they are, but um, but they, they look nice in your car because you don't see the background, just the symbol and the blazing fire, or on your refrigerator, or on your forehead, on your back, whatever. Uh template for a tattoo. Is anybody here ever gonna get that tattooed on them? The blazing fire logo? Anybody? Just curious. Real small? I'll I'll tell a quick story about a small tattoo. <laughs> Uh, 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 um, the, I have some, and if you don't believe that that's right, I apologize, but I do. and um, uh, I just have different convictions than you do, I guess. But uh, uh, I'm I, 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 thinking that I would like to get one kind of pertaining to things on my journey in life, you know? So I probably will get the Blazing Fire one somewhere. and um, But... I also was, um, I, I helped start our house of prayer, um, with three other people, and that was a big portion of my life as well. And, um, and our symbol for the house of prayer is, um, it, at first we used to be called IHOP until the pancake place kind of sued us. So we had to change the name. But, uh, but it was I H O P, and the O was a circle with a flame in it that, and part of it looked like a moon and part was the sun. So it's night and day prayer. Cool. Yeah. And um, so I decided, hey, one day I'm going to get that tattooed on me, but I don't really have much money. So I got it really small right right here. I mean, I don't even know if you can see it. It's just it's really small, you know, and um, and but I should have waited till I had more money, maybe, and just stuff because uh, I really I like several days after, I completely forgot that I even got it, you know? And, um, so our closet doors, unfortunately are just big mirrors, you know? And I was taking my shirt off and I went like this and I saw that thing on me and I thought it was a bug and I started (laughs) (laughs) injured myself because, and it was already, it was still kind of sensitive, you know, if you get tattoos, don't get a little bug shaped tattoo. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> all of you who don't believe in tattoos are going, man, this is I'm sorry. I have to tell you real quick. This is so funny. I actually, no, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I'm sorry. I do this at youth group all the time and I forget I'm not at youth group. Okay. Um, I didn't know that he got the tattoo and I I was making the bed and I was like what's all over our sheets and I I thought it was like stickers oh. all over, but his tattoo like rubbed off that emblem so it was like little <laughs> thing all over the sheets so that's how I found out. Yeah. Uh she's my wife in case you don't know. We don't just live together. <laughs> um yes. Yes, when you get a tattoo, be aware that it, if you, if you're laying like that, it will get on your sheets for a few days. And it'll be forever there. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, God. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. It's funny. We were gonna, because of this water issue here, we were actually gonna cut worship a lot shorter. But I just couldn't. Once we were in it, I just felt, I just I felt like Holy Spirit was just blowing through my heart saying, No, don't cut that shorter. And I don't know if we'll get you know, we'll we'll do our best to, you know, get out of here, at least not use the toilets at a certain point. But um but I just felt like he was like, No, no, I'm in charge, just don't worry so much, you know. So um okay, uh so here's what um here's what I felt like the Lord was really putting on me. There's actually several things burning in me for, to talk about to you guys, so I had to make some choices really fast. And this is about Mark twelve thirty, Matthew twenty two thirty seven, that says loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength, and all your soul. And I put on my notes just heart, mind, and strength. I didn't put soul. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, and so. uh yeah, I want to kind of tear this apart just a little bit and talk about how to do this and what it means. Is that cool with you? You guys you guys understand the scripture? You guys like that scripture? Yeah, um, the Pharisees were actually in a meeting with Jesus and they were trying to kind of test him and show him up to see if he knew anything. And their question was, what is greater than the law or what commandment is greater than the law? And this is what Jesus' answer was. You will love the Lord your God uh, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And then he said, uh, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You will love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And uh, I remember a long time ago when I read that first, I thought, I I saw it like a hanging, (laughs) you know, and I I thought, what does that mean? Um, but now I understand it more like, it's almost like you take these, uh, take this and hang it on the coat rack of all the other things, because this is the main thing, you know? Um, and so I wanted to kind of dive real quick into something that we've said here before that, um, because a lot of people that come to blazing fire or are in the American church period, um, do come from some places that pound you and tell you how guilty you are about stuff and you're not doing things right and that kind of thing. A lot of us have come from that kind of background. Um, we've grown accustomed here to um, enjoying an, a, a fact about this passage, which is also that it's it's a declaration over you. It's a prophetic declaration. Um, and so to look at it that way is kind of helpful, but it is still a command. Okay, but this is one of those things that when we take to heart what the Lord um, says is best and commands us to do, uh, then it turns into that declaration. And it's a pleasurable thing. It really is. So it's not like a harsh, mean, you're going to do this. You know, the reason that God even said this at all is because this is the way he loves us. Okay. (laughs) That takes the pressure off of feeling like it's a big bossy commandment. Don't you think? That is why he says to do it. Because he loves us this way. With all his heart. All his soul. If he has one. All his strength. All his mind. Everything that's him he puts into us. And when he fashioned us, he fashioned us out of love. And he is love. So he put his whole self into it. And so of course he's going to ask us to love him that way. Does it make sense to you guys? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. I don't mind a charismatic church at all. It helps a preacher. <laughs> there you go. Get the hankies out. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we don't, we, I, 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 am seeing them in various places all over. This is fun. See, this is family stuff. This is fun, (laughs) fun family stuff. Uh, I, I think that I'm of the opinion, opinion, this isn't, I'm putting this out there as a fact, but my opinion is that a lot of the. American church on the whole, Christians are pretty pampered, you know, pampered saints is what I sometimes think of when I think of us. And as the pampered saints, we don't like to be told what to do. You know, we just don't. Um, But while we get some healing about where we've been taught wrong about God's heart, um, we do need that healing. We need it. We need to know that he is, it's his choice to come after us. It was his choice to make us out of love, to contain love by his breath, to contain his breath. It, it. We got to know this. We've got to know that he is the daddy, the loving father, um, or whatever you. I, I, I've I late uh, just this year I started calling him Dad. You know, I think I talked about that last time I preached here. Just call him Dad because I don't actually, I never use the word daddy, so it feels weird to me say daddy. You know. <laughs> but pastor Brent has a book called daddy you love me. Actually it's well he's changing the name to always loved. Yeah. A lot more people are going to be able to maybe feel that's tangible for them seeing that title. Um so uh so I you know I've come to that um so we need we need that we need that breakthrough. Then in that breakthrough we need to also come back to some of the facts that God has told us some things to do, and it's because he is the know-it-all. <laughs> he is the righteous know-it-all. <laughs> he really is. Not like we call somebody know-it-all, but he really does know it all. <laughs> and when he tells us to do something, it's because it's for our best. It's because it's out of love. Um, this thing, loving him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, all of our soul... Um, this is the very, very highest calling on our life. It really is. Um, uh, and this is this is the reality that will have the greatest impact on everything else. That's why he said. Um, that's why he said to the Pharisees, "These are the greatest things. On every other law and commandment, hang this on it." Um this far outshines everything else. Everything else will be will be better because these things are in place. Does that make sense? So we like to complain, we like to gripe a lot, we like to um we, we get in little patterns where we start to distance ourselves from the Lord, uh, whether through bitterness, anger, um, busyness, um or laziness even, you know? It's true. Uh and in those times that's when we start getting a little testy, you know, like well, he isn't answering this question. He has not answered this prayer. I ain't seeing this happen going on. And, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. By the way, total sidebar and a little ADD on my part. I had the awesome pleasure tonight of figuring out, finding out that if you, if you were an iPhone user and you update to to the latest update that was available a couple days ago this morning? You can now have African-American emojis and Indian ones and Mexican ones. There's all these new nationalities. Yeah. Um, Well, I hope there's Japanese for my wife. I didn't see those yet, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what emojis are, right? Does, does anyone not know what emojis are? Are you saying, uh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's the cute little smile face that you can send to somebody in a text. <laughs> anyway, so, if I can possibly get back on track. Wow. When I interrupt myself, it's weird. Um, <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> Thank you. I like that better. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is the greatest calling. This is the thing that can define everything else and make everything better. And when but when we do distance ourselves, we start to um, we, we stop we stop putting um, some energy into this very thing. Um, it's not works, you guys. It's really not works. It's simply just giving yourself into something. He says, you will love the Lord your God with all your strength, all your soul, all your mind, all your emotion, all your heart. And um, and it's like this. This is what I was. Uh, let's see. What's the cool um, thing that I wrote down? <laughs> uh, huh. Yeah. See what happens when I interrupt myself? I can't even. It's fine. Um Well, anyway, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like if somebody were to say you are going to be um, a a a successful botanist, you know, and um, they say it to you, you've already got kind of a desire in there. What's a botanist, Todd? (laughs) So so, so, you're looking it up, aren't you? Somebody, somebody who is scientifically into plants is the best way I can say it, I guess. Um, uh, so you have this desire, you know. You you you're like me. You love to garden and and um, find out the names of plants and stuff. Not only the names, the official names, but name them like I do. Like we had one called Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith on our front porch. We have Bernice who also sits on our front porch. We got a lot, but. um we, yes, we have a huge cactus that's really tall, and, and her name is Cactus Everdeen. Um, so, um, but if you were to say, okay, thank you for that declaration. I will be a successful botanist. You don't just sit and wait for that to happen. You now have to do a little studying. you got to put some energy into it. Put forth yourself into it. Give of yourself into it. Um, go to school go take a class, find out something, get your hands dirty. It's true. It's really true. And the more you get your hands dirty, the more you're going to find out about it and become more successful. It's true. The more energy you put into it, it's the same thing. It's not like I'm telling you, you have to do this. That's not what it's. It's really like if we position our hearts correctly, it's a pleasure and it's, it's an invitation this commandment is an invitation into the better life. It just is. Uh, so I... I, um, I, Oh, yeah, I, I was saying earlier, this is, uh, this is the greatest calling on your life. Um, some people uh, seek God's will for their life, focus, and focus on knowing what they're supposed to do instead of what they are supposed to become. And if you do the other, if you do the latter... Focus on what you're supposed to become through this knowing God, this deep, intimate knowing of God. um, It's going to change everything. It's going to make things clearer for you and you will figure it out with him uh, a lot quicker than you would trying to figure out how to do it. Um, People speak of wanting a great calling. A lot of people are like, I want to be great minister you know i want to be uh, the greatest you know i have the leader of the greatest revival or you know whatever um and they refer to the size of their their meeting and their ministry instead of the size of their heart if you think of it that way it's just pretty darn obnoxious really i mean we've got to just focus on the size of our heart not on the size of our what we think is success. That is success. All success will come out of this place where our heart grows into a place of giving everything over to the Lord through love. Everything we've got, our, our mind, our will, our emotions, our heart, our strength. Um, we are created to love him. That's what we're here for. In these four spheres of life, we are created this way. That's why when we get off kilter or we do kind of back away for a while, that's why things start, start going amiss, you know. And it's not at all God up there going, shame on you for not loving me all the way, you know. It's not at all that. It's simply us walking away a little bit from how we're actually created. <laughs> that's why it becomes amiss. It's not God taking, you know, just going, never mind, you know, I'm not going to bless you now. It's not that at all. In fact, remarkably, he blesses us a lot in those times. And if we back off, we can actually see them. You know, if we back away and we go, oh, wow, look what you just did. You know, sometimes it's just right down to keeping us alive. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, the greatest grace that we can receive is the anointing to feel God's love and express it. Isn't that cool? So when we feel it, then it starts coming out of us, you know, let your light so shine crazy, crazy. In the Bible, God says that we are the light of the world. He says, Jesus is the light of the world. He came in here and now we're the light of the world. Uh, so we want a bright shining light and we can by loving the Lord this way and, and setting ourselves to love him like this. We really can, um, it brings freedom and the greatest reward. We are created to love, and all these spheres. Our heart um, represents our emotions, and our soul represents our identity. Our mind represents our thoughts, and our strengths represent our resources. You want me to say that again? Anybody? Okay. I apologize. I was when I decided to talk about this. I thought I might make a, some slides on the on the slides show. But I just didn't really have time to do that, so um, I'll just read a couple things like this over again. Plus, I try to make them all perfect, and it just takes too long. (laughs) Our heart represents our emotions. Our soul represents our identity. Our mind represents our thoughts, and our strengths represent our resources. Yeah. Okay, I want to I go through these four spheres um, with you. I just want to kind of unpack a little bit on each one of these points and how this can look for us. Maybe give some pointers, some tips for all of us. And let me just say that I was as I was kind of putting all this down, I was getting conviction myself. I am not someone who's standing here going, I've arrived and so I'm telling you how to do it. No, no, I was getting conviction, I was getting inspired and going, and I was getting very hungry. So I went in the kitchen and made, no, just kidding, no, no, I was, (laughs) no, I was really getting really hungry for, for, for this, for more of God, for more, for what life can look like if I am really set this way, all the way. Uh, so I prayed today that you guys would also get a hunger like that, get really thirsty, get filled up, and then get even more hungry again, and so forth and so on. So sphere one is all of our heart. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. The emotions. Uh, our affections. We set our affections toward him. I love the phrase, set your affections on him. Cause it's so purposeful, but so sweet at the same time, you know, um, these are the impulse of every desire that affects our decisions. They are, these emotions are, if you really think about it, it's true. We have a significant role in determining how our emotions develop over time. We can set our love or affections on anything that we choose and we really, really can. Do you guys believe that's true? I'll tell you how I know it's true. I have a little chihuahua at home. And um yeah, and I and he is cute. I love I grew up loving animals. Um but he there was a a, a period, short period of time where I was maybe something was going on inside of me too for a while, but I was getting really impatient with him, especially when he would pee in the house, you know? Cuz I like things to be nice and not Covered with pee. <laughs> and, uh, um, <laughs> and, uh, do a few things. And I was getting really impatient with him. And I thought, wow, what's become of me? I, I, um, I'm mad at a dog and I love animals, you know. And I'm every day I'm kind of mad at this dog. And I even had thoughts of getting rid of him. <laughs> oh, but oops, I thought you knew that, but. <laughs> That is Karina's baby. I mean, he loves us all, but he seems to have a special... He has set his affections on Karina. (laughs) Um, Yes, so it, it was starting to disturb me. I actually went to Pastor Brent about this I said you won't believe it I'm I'm feeling weird toward our dog lately and I just it's bothering me I feel like I feel like something's wrong with me because this isn't like me you know and he kind of ministered to me about it and um I decided to turn it around and set my affections on the dog and I did and ever since then that's my little Maximus you know I mean (laughs) he's got really bad breath right now and I've been hugging him really close to his face He's got a disappointment soon, so that'll that'll come to an end. But uh, yeah, I just I, I wanted I rub his face on me. I really set my affections on him, and it worked. We set our affections on fried chicken. We set our affections on those cookies back there. We do. We we do. Don't I mean it's funny, but it's true, don't you think? We set our affections on um, on TV shows. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. We really do it all the time. The walking dead, but, um, uh, uh, but we can, so the point is we can set, we can choose to set our emotions on purpose and we, and we must do this with the Lord. We just must. The funny thing is we tend to do it on purpose less with him because we just figure, well, I'm a Christian. I love him. Sure. You know? So our affections start going all over the other place, but not. As a priority on him, but it looks like something to set our affections on him. It really does. It looks like sometimes detaching from some of those other things and letting him show us something better. It really does um, so uh <laughs> our emotions uh eventually follow whatever we set ourselves um toward. And, and, and we, we change our mind and the spirit, uh, the spirit changes our heart. If we set our emotions on something, it does start to shift where, how we think in every way, in every arena. It really does. Cause you, God is emotional God. We've said that here before, but it's true. Somehow, some people don't believe that, but I don't get that. I mean, this is the reason we're emotional is because He is yeah it's not the reason that we our emotions are out of whack a lot of the time but um but is it, <laughs> that is the reason that we're emotional psalms ninety one fourteen um says this this is cool because he has set his love heart on me, God's saying, therefore I will deliver him that's pretty that's that's oh oh, wow, you know I'm sure that's not the only way that we'll get delivered, but this is a guarantee, it looks like. Because he has set his love on me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. And this word known is similar to the wedding chamber. Because he has known my name. In in other words, intimately, deeply known my name. I will deliver him. That's one of the things that was convicting me when I when I was putting this together for you guys. I, I was like, oh, wow. Wow, there's a couple of things that I know that I've shown some attitude with God. I'm like, I know you, you – know, well, I'm not going to do it again. I, 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 y- you don't seem to ever hear me on this thing, you know. And when I was putting this together, I started to weep because I realized, oh, wow, my offense has overridden my affections toward him <laughs> on a couple things. And, and it started to shift and change. And that th- stuff, that thing, started to feel a lot less to me. Just within a few minutes of deciding to change my mind. Because he has set his love um, on me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Okay, let's go to sphere number two. Our mind <laughs> we fill our mind with that which inspires love for God instead of what diminishes it maybe, just, maybe it should maybe should put we should fill our mind with that. Which inspires love for God instead of what diminishes it. And you, if you could probably right now, I bet I could feel it, I think. There's a lot of people in here going, oh, you mean like, like, oh, like that, like that, like that, like that, like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think we could all come up with a short list, maybe long list of things right away that we're thinking, oh yeah, I filled my mind with this and it did diminish the way I felt. It's just true. No matter how much, which way you look at it, uh, our mind is the doorway to the inner man uh, that greatly affects our capacity to love. Much of it takes place in our mind. The The language of human spirit is uh, images or pictures. It's like we've got a constant movie going on in here. And uh, and so what we've, what we put in there a lot of the time is what we're going to constantly watch. It is. That's why things like pornography um, are, are so incredibly, it seems a lot more than other things. It's, it's just as detrimental as lying really bad, but, um, but, but it's images that are constantly staying in there, you know, just like a movie and they replay, 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 because that is how our mind functions. Uh, so, um, are you, are you, is there no hope for you if you filled your mind with other things? No, it's not that way at all. Um, there is hope. We have the opportunity to change it. We have the opportunity to set our mind, to set our emotions. No matter how deep we went just five minutes ago, we can turn around and go, you know what, you're what I need. Obviously, that's sucking the life right out of me. I need you. You are life. You know better. I set my mind on you. You could claim the mind of Christ because the Bible says we can and and I you know I like to talk about the word Christ. It's not Jesus's last name, so it's not we have the mind of Jesus's last name. Um, it's literally the Anointed One and His anointing. It's God on flesh doing what flesh can't do. It's being immersed in Him and His goodness, like a donut immersed in milk it's completely absorbent all the way through that's what the anointing is so we have the mind of christ (laughs) the anointed one thank you for the mind of christ god i'm going to make sure that i partner you with you in this to turn that you can't just say i have the mind of christ i claim it i claim it and then go out and fill your mind with all kinds of trash you know (laughs) <laughs> um, okay. The, yeah. So, um, yeah, our mind is a vast universe within us that will never ever be turned off. We can't shut it down the images in our mind, but we can, um, direct them by meditating on God's word. Meditating. I put that word really big here. Meditating on God's word. It's not Some, it's not only a new age bad word, you know, or some Buddhist thing like, well, only Buddhists meditate, you know, in fact, the fact that they do meditate on positive things is why they have a lot of good results. We should do the same thing. (laughs) We really should. I mean, they got, they got a key going on there that we often don't use, you know, meditating on his word, emptying out. All the, all the negative, all the other stuff, the stuff that's never once caused you to grow a day in your life, you know, that's never caused anything, anyone to be drawn to you, never caused any good thing to happen. So just get rid of it and go, okay, I'm going to meditate on your word, which is life. It's living. It's three dimensional, four, five, eight dimensional and meditate on his word and our mind will become more the mind of Christ every day. Uh, which will change everything. It really will. Um, we can replace dark thoughts with new ones and thus re- rewrite the script of that movie in our mind. We become the writer. Hey! <laughs> Sometimes we go on a writer's... Um, block? Strike. That's what I was looking for. Um... But we need to keep. We need to keep at it. It's not like okay, I am gonna, I am gonna be this. That's it. We we gotta put ourselves into it. We really do. Um, and 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 I want to say again, that's not works. That's not works that people are so afraid of of talking about works. That's not like to show yourself only approved. You have to do this by god you are already are approved you already are loved by him this is his key for us to live a better more successful life a deeper one a happier one you know and not only for you but all the people around you you know um yeah we love with our mind by taking the time and effort to come into agreement with the truth about him and his purposes This involves refusing lies about his ways and his heart as a tender father and passionate king. Those lies do come. Anyone feel those lies before coming? I certainly have. Um, Let me just say it. Expose it. It is a lie. Just say, nope, you're not going to take residence in my mind because my mind is busy getting ready to be the mind of Christ right now. And then 10 minutes later, even more the mind of Christ. So, no, you can't move in. (laughs) Lies, you know. Um, All right, let's go to sphere number three. This is our strength, all of our strength. Okay. Um, This is to love God with our natural resources. It's one way to look at it anyway. Time, money, energy, talents, words, and influence. We express our love for God in the way that we use our resources. The normal way uh, that people like to use them is to increase our personal comfort and honor. But that's not God's way. You know, that's that's the world's way. I shouldn't have said normal way. That's the world's way to do it. You know, um, the Sometimes I, I love that Karina had pointed out um, something earlier about uh, what did you say? Something about getting rid of our own comfort zone and giving of ourselves, sacrifice. Something, something. Somebody read up here earlier. In this regard, it's true. Um, we need to we need to sometimes um, be willing to oh embrace the embrace the what was that? Embrace weaknesses. Yes. Embrace weaknesses and let him become our strength, embrace some of the things going on and, and see how he can work through them with with us instead of trying to find the fastest way out without him. You know, um, it's, it's interesting at, at my gym, there's an 18 year old kid who works behind the counter and, um, he's this buff Superman looking, uh, football star over at Cal high senior. And, um, he he's on the verge of coming to Jesus i just know it and um but he's but he's not quite there yet but um he really seems to like me a lot and um well a whole lot actually we 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 talk a bunch and we've even gone out to lunch and stuff and um and uh he's he's calling me a mentor now um it's kind of cool uh but here he is not quite not quite um made that decision yet with god But he's telling me some things he's learned, um, through some hard times that he's gone through, and he's gone through some pretty hard ones. Um, and this kid, this 18 year old, you know, football star kid, uh, chose to quit football, um, this, this year. And, you know, I I mean, he's like, he had girls after him and all, all this notoriety because of his football. Because he doesn't like what becomes of football players when um that he's seen in high school anyway, um when that's all they think about and they they don't go any deeper than that. So he's like, I feel like I've got to go deeper than that, man, Todd. Todd, I'm telling you, I think this, I think that um we all need to do something that's inconvenient for us once in a while, so we learn to appreciate things better and we become stronger. Okay? This is a kid who hasn't yet been reading the Bible, you know, and he this is something he's discovering. He's talked about becoming an architect and he's like, I have this idea of building a neighborhood that you could rent these houses for a month and stay in. And there's, um, and there's inconveniences in them. Like some of the doorways are higher. So you have to step up to get inside. And, um, (laughs) and he's describing all these things about these houses. And he's like, you could stay in them so you can get resistance training and learn. Yeah. And he said, us Americans are so pampered that we need to sometimes take time away to do something like this and make a choice. You know, he's like, but I'm talking about even little things like don't put cream in your coffee next time or just something. Um, and he's so right. He's, so, isn't that incredible? Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. I, I'm, and I'm listening to this kid. I'm like, whoa, you want to preach at my church? You know, after, After you find Jesus, Uh, it's true. It's really the truth. Um, uh, So so instead of trying to increase our personal comfort and honor, um, just let just just give our strengths over to the Lord and see what he does. You know, Um, God sees us as we express our love to him by investing our strengths into our relationship with God and his purposes. By doing this, we sow our strengths into God's bank, okay? He multiplies it and returns our investments back to us, uh, except he does it in his timing and his way. So, I mean, we can go all the way to the practical that we all know about, you know, giving, offering, sowing, and reaping, you know? Um, but it's like we said, it's, it's more than that. It's energy, time, talents, words, and influence. <clears throat> um. Matthew 6, 18 says, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That's where we make some sacrifices in secret. You know, our comfort zone, we leave it behind. We're like, okay, I'm going to get really quiet and just be with you. And it might get a little squirmy because I'm used to loud life, but I'm going to go here and just be only with you. And God's position on that is thank you, thank you, thank you. Sometimes my daughters sung up here like in a spontaneous way and said, um, you know, like singing God's heart, like every little glance you've given me, I see it. Thank you. <laughs> every little bit of your strength that you can give me. Um, he multiplies and returns it in his way and his timing. Um, this is Second Corinthians. Second uh, Corinthians twelve nine. My grace is sufficient for you my strength is made perfect in uh, weakness. So so sometimes our strength is weakness. Really, you know. But his strength is made perfect. We give it all over to him. Because it really is weak next to his strength, you know. The strongest anything we have, it pales in comparison. So he's got the better way. Here, have mine. I'm going to trust you. Remember that thing, faith, that God says that he loves so much? Have my strengths, and I'll let you turn it into something even better. Um, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Where we sacrifice or where we are lacking, he will come in and fill the gaps, making us stronger, kind of like a crack filler, you know, and um, not not the smoking crack, but the... Like cracks in the cement, you know, and we have cracks and he just comes in and was like, here we go. I'm going to make it all new and, 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 uh, make the whole thing, uh, tangible or, uh, uh, strong. <laughs> uh, all right. sphere number four, before I get in trouble, um, all of our soul. Okay. All of our soul. We establish our identity and our relationship with God instead of In our accomplishments and the recognitions we receive from people that 's the soulish thing you know um, he is you, you ever hear the phrase the audience of one you know yeah that's that is what we need to be looking at is the audience of one him, what he thinks he 's here he 's right here, um, so his opinion is the greatest one. And his opinion is, I love you because <laughs> you're beloved. You are lovable. That's his opinion. Um So that overrides all the other things, no matter what people think, no matter um what cool things we've done. It's not nearly as cool as that fact. You know, it's true. Uh, instead of our accomplishments and recognitions, We receive from people. Our identity is determined by the way we define our success and value and thus how we see ourselves. So if our if our success and value is in the place of looking at God and saying, I love you with all of this, all of this, all of my soulishness, my silliness, my mind, my everything. God's love for us is what determines our personal worth. Through and through, that's just the way it is. You know And I do like to say when I speak at Wildfire or here, um, anything I say, you know, take it to the Lord because I'm just some dude trying to tell you what I feel like God's showing me. you know, um, take it to God. Um, but some of these things are very, very scriptural right here. you know that is our worth. He says it himself. But take all this to the Lord tonight and go. Is that true? You really do feel that way about me? And I could totally put my stake all the way in that. It's risky. You know, it's risky. It's like jumping off a cliff to put everything on that. Um, uh, We are ones who are loved and chosen by God, who loves uh, and we love him in return. We are to be anchored in this truth that the basis of our success and worth rather than our accomplishments, recognitions, possessions, or relationships. Our identity must be established on being... um, This is where I have to do this now. Oh! None of this is what I wrote down. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This is a totally different message. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) our identity must be established in being loved um, by God and loving him back instead of on our accomplishments or on our failures. (laughs) And believe it or not, um, to live according to our accomplishments or our failures is just as bad as each other. And you might think, well, really our failures. I mean, if we are living on our failures as our identity, isn't that the lie, you know? Well, our accomplishments are, two are still just w- in the grand scheme of things, way below the ultimate truth of his love for us. It's true. Um, so just do away with thinking that that's what makes you, you and bring in God's words about you, God's heart for you, God's truth about you, the fact that he loves you and calls you beloved. That's what you're going to figure out is really true um, day by day, you'll 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 say, I know this is true, but the more you set your affections on him and set yourself to give him your heart, your mind, your will, your emotions, your your strength, um, then this truth will become more true to you. And a week from now, you'll go, whoa, I didn't realize how true this is. And then a week after that, you'll go, I didn't even know anything last week. It's so much more true because he's got layers you know, not like the donkey in Shrek, but he's got the, he he really does. There's so many layers to this. Um, here's our confession. I am loved by God and I am a lover of God. Therefore, I am successful. That's it. I mean, that's like this everything else, you know, like he says, you just hangs on that or you, you can hang on it. Um, I am loved by God. I am a lover of God. Therefore, I am successful. We need to all like put that on a refrigerator or somewhere. I am loved by God. I am a lover of God. Therefore, I am successful. Hmm. Thank you, Carice. (laughs) New blazing fire sticker. Um, that's, that's it. I mean, that's it. You, 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 our, our mind will want to argue, but, but what about, but, 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 uh, but I, uh, that's, that's it. That's the highest. That's the highest. Everything is after that. As we change the way we define success, we will love God much more and we'll have less emotional traffic on the inside too. Um, we've got to refuse to live out false identity based on the accomplishments and failures. Um, Yeah, we're not to live a shamed life. And I think most of us have got, maybe still today, some level of shame. I'm telling you right now I do, and I'm working on it. Um, But this brought a lot of conviction on me. Again, this portion today, I thought, hmm, the amount of shame that I feel like I've been walking through right now still doesn't have to be. (laughs) I'm going to do this more so. I'm going to set my mind more so you know um well todd you're a busy dude how are you going to do that well there's some there's some things i can do without seriously there's some affections i give to some things that aren't really doing me much good you know i mean donuts you know they don't (laughs) no i'm not eating donuts right now uh (laughs) <laughs> um we should be have put our confidence in the grace of god i really don't have much time to go on further i could actually do a part two of this because i've got a lot more but i did want to as, at least say this that um one that way that we can express love to god is to establish a culture of honor which we've already said we're going to establish here and believe it or not blazing fire who's always said we have a culture of honor um has gone through times where we forgot that really. So just like us having to work on setting ourselves in front of the Lord and setting our emotions and our mind and our affections on him, um, our whole church together, we need to set ourselves on, on the honor thing and, and make recommitment to it over and over again. Um, and we love God by love, by honoring others. They are dear to him. And that's why, and I'm just going to read one more scripture on that. It's Romans 12:10 through 8. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, and giving preference to one another, not lagging in, in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continually steadfast in prayer. Um, Distributing uh, to the needs of the saints, giving to given to hospitality, being hosp hospitable is a way to do this. I was going to actually dive into that a little bit more, but um, it's just true. And and really, the whole theme of this establishing the culture of honor is just to get your mind off of your own stuff. Because every time we look this way, we see a lot of mess, and we start feeling helpless. But we go this way, and then. God sends other people that are looking this way toward us and we get taken care of. It's really cool. Bless those who persecute you. Oh, never mind. I won't go. (laughs) Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Now that doesn't mean don't set your mind on the heavenly things. It's just talking about what we think are high positions. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm gonna just pray this over us that we will, um, remember these things. Um, sorry to seem kind of rushing through it. I, I really do wanna try for us to, to get the water turned off here as soon as possible just to, because literally we saved probably a couple hundred dollars by doing that for, for the, for Centerpoint and to honor them. Um, until they get their problem fixed Monday. So, um, yeah, Holy Spirit, we love you. Thank you so much for the Word. Thank you so much that we still live in a place where we can have access to the Word. Freely. That's, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you that we are blessed, which helps us in the, in the pampered area, but, Um, and, And you've chosen to bless us, and we receive those blessings with responsibility. And thank you, Father, that we have the opportunity to set our emotions on whatever we choose to. So, we choose to set our emotions on you. We choose to set our mind on you, and our strength on you, God, our whole soul, on you, and love you with all of it. All of it, God. You love us that way. That's why you're asking us to do the same. (laughs) it's not only fair, it's just the way you set the world up. It's the way you set the universe up. So we want to be in it. We want the better route. We want the better road. I ask God that everybody here will feel the hunger to live right, set before you, God, to live this way. To be willing to make some sacrifice to um, even embrace weakness and say, here, take this. I want you to work with this, with me in this. God, help us to just fall into you like that old Nestle commercial into that pool. God, just fall into you and trust you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. And we do. We just make a decision to set our mind and our heart, emotions, our will, our soul on you. Um, it's yours. Take it. You can have me. You already paid for it. it's yours. We trust you, God, that you will turn it into something way better than what we were thinking before. You do know best. Thank you, God. And also God here at blazing fire, we set ourselves to establish again, a culture of honor to prefer one another over ourselves. um, And trust that to take care of us. (laughs) Thank you, God. We love you. So be it. Amen.